Michelle Constant on SAFM. Well, as you will have heard throughout the month of November to this point, it is Diabetes Month in South Africa, and today is World Diabetes Day. It's marked always on the 14th of November. On the line with us is Nazreen Jaffa, who is a registered dietitian and a spokesperson for the Association for Dietetics in South Africa. Nazreen, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning, Michelle. Thank you so much for having me. Nazreen, let's talk to the idea of diabetes quite simply. What are the symptoms of diabetes for anyone who may be concerned? So one of the, the, the few symptoms that people need to look out for is um, unexplained or unexpected weight loss, um, frequent urination, wanting to go to the toilet all the time, particularly during the night when you have to wake up during the night to go um, to the toilet. Um, you also may experience um, dryness of the mouth, being constantly thirsty, um, but we find one of one of the major ones is that that unexplained weight loss. Okay, so if anyone feels that they've got unexplained weight loss or they need to go to the toilet, uh, particularly during the evening, those may be symptoms. Nazreen, how does one get diabetes? And if I'm not mistaken, there are two types as well. Okay, yes, there are two types. So you've got type one diabetes, which accounts for about 5 to 10% of our cases, and it um, generally results from pancreatic, what we call beta cell destruction, which means that our pancreas are able to produce insulin. So yes. it ends up having to, uh, you having to take in insulin exogenously. So these are what we call the insulin-dependent diabetics, the type 1 diabetics, um, yeah. And it may be immune-mediated or what we call idiopathic, which is kind of no, no known etiology. Then yeah. we have type 2 diabetes, which is the one that is the most common, particularly in South Africa. And it actually accounts for about 90 to 95% of our cases. And this is due to a progressive loss of insulin secretion. And it ranges predominantly from insulin resistance with relatively low insulin deficiency to a predominantly um, widespread insulin resistance. So why I'm mentioning that is because the reason why we, we really emphasize this day, and in fact in South Africa it's Diabetes Month, it's just worldwide that we yeah. celebrate Diabetes Day on the 14th of November. But for us here in South Africa, we find that most People are undiagnosed. You know, we've had we've got this, this huge prevalence of diabetes, but unfortunately, majority of people are walking around with diabetes and they don't even know it. Yeah, and that is why this day is so important for us because we want people not just wait to experience one of those symptoms that we've mentioned, but actually to at least once a year check their sugar level. Yeah, because it is something that creeps up on you. Um, and there are many people that don't, you know, they don't really notice the symptoms because, you know, it's something that happens to them usually. Or they are trying to lose weight and they lose weight and they think, oh, no, it's, it's probably not diabetes. Yeah. So for us, this is very important that people actually check their sugar levels because if you're not going to check it, you're not going to know. Yeah. You know, Nazreen, um, obviously diabetes is in the picture in a major way because it is a comorbidity with regards to COVID-19. Talk to us a yes. little bit about that. 
So there's a misconception that if you have diabetes, that you are more susceptible to COVID-19. That is not true. When you have a comorbidity, whether it is diabetes or high blood pressure or high cholesterol, um, it just means that if you do contract COVID-19, that it's going to be harder on your body to fight this virus. So generally, people with comorbidities, they are just more... Um, um, what's the word? Um, they, At they, risk. They, they will they will struggle more, and they it will take it will take their bodies longer to fight the virus. Yeah, and therefore they are at higher risk of having to end up in hospital and having to end up in ICU. So okay. in terms of the severity of the COVID nineteen infection, it is far greater than somebody that does not have diabetes as a comorbidity. So can one have diabetes and then get rid of it? Or once you have it, you have it? That's a very common question that we get. So um, here's the thing. Um, When somebody gets diagnosed with diabetes, we don't actually know how long they have had the diabetes. Very often when, when there's a diagnosis, um, somebody has actually been diabetic for almost two or three years. Yeah. And the reason why I'm saying that is because um, sometimes if you if you get diagnosed with diabetes because you are in the very early stage, and we actually call it the honeymoon phase, where your, your insulin quality has been affected, um, yeah. but your blood sugar levels are not very high. And in those kind of people, we can actually, with lifestyle modification, we can actually prevent them from having to go on medication for the rest of their lives. Yeah. So I think in answer to your question, it just depends on where we catch people in terms of when they get diagnosed. And that is why, again, I'm going to emphasize this, that people need to test. People need to know what their blood sugars are doing. Yeah. How does one uh, keep one's uh, blood sugars uh, in a healthy state? What do you have to do? So the quick answer is that you need to eat. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, you know, people think that, um, you know, to manage your sugar levels, I must eat less or I must not eat because I don't want my sugar levels to go up. Yeah. But actually the opposite is true. One will have to eat regularly. And obviously what we choose to eat is of huge consequence in terms of the effect it has on our sugar levels. So at the end of the day, it needs to be... Um, balanced meals, variety of your different macronutrients, portion control is very important. And, you know, variety of fresh, wholesome food is the way to go. Okay. All right. So fresh, wholesome foods, try and uh, have a food and drink with little or no sugar. And of course, I mean, I suppose the question about sugar is always, yes, there's sugar in a, in a fizzy drink, but there's also sugar in fruits and things like that. Are, is that all right to eat uh, a fruit, for example? That's a very good question you're asking, Michelle. So yes, absolutely. Sugar is not just the sugar that you put in our teas and your coffees or that you get in your, your, um, your sugar content in cool drinks. Yeah. So anything that contains carbohydrates does contain sugar because... Sugar is sort of a simple term for carbohydrate, and carbohydrate is a complex term for sugar. So those foods that contain sugar in terms of natural sugar, like you mentioned, for example, the fruit, it does not mean that even if you are diabetic or you're trying to prevent yourself from developing diabetes, that you must stay away from. But here, portion control comes into play. So you have to make sure that you're not 
overdoing the quantity of that sugar-containing um, food. Yeah. So not eating three bananas at one time, not eating 20 strawberries at one time in terms of the amount of sugar it's going to bring on board. Yeah. What about exercise? I imagine that exercise is critical. Absolutely. So, yeah, exercise is so important. Um, you know, we, we we are not as active as we used to be in our daily lives, and that is why we have to make sure that we exercise regularly. So we talk about at least um, three to four times a week that you're doing at least 30 to 40 minutes of moderate physical activity. Now, many people will say, but, you know, I don't actually have the time for that specific 45 minutes in a day three to four times a week. Mm. And what research has found is that, you know, your, your exercise is cumulative. And by that I mean that you can do five minutes in the morning or you can do 10 minutes in the afternoon and then 15 minutes at night. And it's cumulative. You don't have to have that full 45 minutes at one time. Fantastic. And then what, what that means is that um, you have to become more physically active in your like, for example, taking the stairs instead of the lift or, you know, parking at the furthest entrance to the shop where you need to be. It sounds silly to say that because, you know, shopping, you don't want to walk much. But even that daily walking, those steps, contributes to your physical activity for the day. Fantastic. Nazreen Jaffa, registered dietitian and ADSA Spokesperson Association for Dietetics in South Africa. And today is World Diabetes Day. Go get your sugar and your blood sugar tested. Monitor it. Eat healthily and exercise. It's 8 o'clock. It's time for the news. Good morning.